This show is sponsored by our incredible patrons. The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, erotica connoisseurs. There's not a whole lot for me to say in this episode. This is the Patreon Takeover. They pay, they play. We will have an episode of the Infidelity Diaries much later, as well as our regular interviews and book reviews. But now, it's time for me to give way to our Patreon family. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Avril. And I'll be hosting this special Patreon Takeover episode. Let's begin. The following sample is from The One Bar Prison. Book one of James Hardcourt's Kink by the Numbers best-selling educational erotica series. A super spicy erotic romance that titillates and educates, showing rather than telling how good kinky sex is done. This is James's first audiobook project, collaborating with the fabulous Asher Eden as narrator. She's been a fan of his books and blog for a long time, and reached out to him to suggest they work together. Here's an exclusive sneak peek at the first chapter. The full audiobook will be out soon on all major platforms. The Delivery Natalie fumbled with her keys as she climbed the steps to her apartment block's entrance. I shouldn't have gone to the gym. Don't let me have missed it, please. If they'd taken the parcel back to the delivery office, she'd have to wait until Saturday to pick it up. They said they'd try to deliver any time between five and six, but maybe they were late? She dashed home from the gym without even changing, just in case. She pushed through the door and trotted to her postbox in the hallway. Shit. There it was, the red we-missed-you note. Someone must have let them in. Natalie picked it up and her frustration turned to anxiety as she read the scrawled comment. Left with neighbor, flat 2B. A flush crept across her cheeks. Oh boy, that was an entirely different problem. What if they opened it? What if the box said what it was? She ran up the stairs, her braids from the gym bouncing as she leapt up the steps. 2B. Tubi, that's the new neighbor. Oh, God. Could this get any worse? She hadn't had the courage to even say hello to the cute guy who'd just moved in next door. Now he's had my sex toys delivered to him. Natalie had imagined introducing herself, but imagining was all she ever seemed to do. She'd fantasized about long, witty conversations as she welcomed him to the building. To be or not to be, usually featured in her opening line. She dreamt of offering him a tour of the area, maybe grabbing a coffee. But, in reality, she'd watched as his friends had helped him unpack, expecting some gorgeous girlfriend to appear and shatter her dreams. But no girlfriend had appeared. From the snatches of conversation she caught, he was just coming out of a nasty breakup. Oh, what a shame. Not that it made any difference. She still didn't dare knock on his door. She stayed in her flat read her books, and went down the rabbit hole that had led her to buy what had just been delivered. 
Oh god. Please let the packaging be discreet. I'll die if it says what it is. Without thinking, she knocked on Tubi's door, panting for breath as it quickly opened. There he stood, even sexier up close than he'd looked through the window. Instant regret hit her hard. Oh my god, I look like shit! What am I thinking? She could barely speak. Her face was red, chest heaving under the sweaty vest she'd worn for her workout. Hi, can I help you? His voice was buttery smooth. A deep, rich voice that was the stuff of erotic dreams. And, as in most of her dreams, she was struck dumb. Hello! She finally wheezed out, and that was it. She just stood there, looking stupider by the second. He bit his lip, suppressing a little smile. Is it Natalie? He knows my name? Suddenly her mind was filled with new fancies. Picturing him looking out the window the way she had. Watching her. Asking around to find out who his definitely untaken neighbor was. This was it. A hot guy, any guy, was finally interested in her. Yes, I'm Natalie. How'd you know? She leaned her hand up against the door frame, gazing up into his remarkably attractive eyes, no longer wheezing like a vacuum cleaner. He pointed behind him. It... it said on the box. I'm guessing you've come to get it. She wanted to facepalm. I'm such a fucking idiot. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Sorry. Obviously, that's how you know. Can I give you a hand with it? It's really heavy, he offered. The delivery guy basically begged me to take it rather than put it back in his car. He half-turned, muscles tightening up under his white t-shirt. Natalie watched him pick up the heavy package with barely an effort. That'd be great, thanks. She raised her eyebrows. He picked up on it. I'm Brandon. Sorry, I should have introduced myself. You live next door, right? I do. I'm sorry, I should have come over to say hello. It's been a busy week, she lied. It's no problem. Nice to meet you. Now, where's this going? If only you knew. She blushed again, turning away before he noticed. Natalie led the way to her door on the other end of the landing, opening it up and staring with dismay at the mess that confronted her. Oh, God. Why didn't I wait five minutes to knock on his door? This is awful. I'm sorry about the mess. I... Her eyes fell upon the dildo she'd left sitting right on the coffee table from the night before. There it stood, in all its glory a suction cup keeping all nine inches of it standing proudly erect. She squeaked and turned in panic, but he was already coming in. It was too late to hide it. Where would you like it, Natalie? Brandon said, following in behind her. Huh? What? Oh, <laughs> the box, yes. Uh, just anywhere? No, not over there, she yelled. He'd been heading towards the sofa, and there was no way he'd miss the sex toy from there. Maybe... The kitchen? Yes, the kitchen would be great, she said, shuffling sideways to stay in between his eyeline and the sex toy on the table. Sure, no problem. Brandon hoisted the parcel up onto his shoulder. Same layout as my apartment, I guess? 
Oh, no, wait, yours is the mirror of mine. He carried it through the first door on the right. The two apartments were a reversed copy of each other. Kitchens sharing drainage, the bathrooms next, and finally the bedrooms at the far end. Those definitely shared a wall. She had spent many a night listening to the previous occupants, whose tastes weren't as exotic as hers, but certainly weren't shy about how much or how loudly they fucked. She missed listening to them, hearing their loud climaxes while she just... Natalie pulled herself out of this little daydream. Damn it. Did she just glance over the coffee table while she wasn't blocking the view? She couldn't tell, but she followed him into the little kitchen. He put down the heavy box while she admired his bottom. It's even cuter up close. So, what's in the box? He turned and smiled, hand resting on top of it. Natalie's mind went into meltdown. What could she say? Why hadn't she thought of something? She stuttered, hoping some words would come to her. Brandon stepped forward, picking up on her hesitancy. I'm sorry, that's rude of me, I shouldn't have asked. I guess some kind of exercise equipment? I'm always on the lookout for good stuff you can use at home. She leapt at his suggestion. Yes, that's it, exercise equipment, that's what it is. He gave her a dazzling smile, which she stared at for a little too long. Brandon coughed. Do you need a hand setting it up? I'm very handy. I bet you are, she replied, speaking before her brain got involved. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Thank you, that's very kind, but no, I'm fine. If I need any help, I'll shout, I promise. He nodded, an inexplicable smirk forming on the side of his mouth. Good to know. Okay. Well, it's been nice to meet you, Natalie. I'll leave you to it. Natalie relaxed a little as he started towards the kitchen door. He wasn't going to press her on what it was. That was a relief. Then she remembered the huge cock that was the first thing he'd see as he went to leave. She slammed her arm across the fridge, trying to nonchalantly block his way. Can I, um, get you a coffee? I don't drink it afternoon, but thank you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Her eyes searched the room for some other delaying tactic, looking at the notice board behind him. Actually, I had something I wanted to ask, she said. Brandon waited for her to continue. I'm a bit ditzy sometimes, and I lose my keys quite a lot. The last guys in your place were kind enough to keep spare for me. Would that be okay? Brandon screwed his face up, looking bemused. You want me to have a key to your flat? You'd be okay with that. Now that I think about it, no, but fuck my life. I'm so bad at this. He continued. I mean, I could be a serial killer. He grinned, chuckling a little, and gave what definitely looked like a suggestive wink. Or some sex-crazed kingster. There was something about the way he said that that made her heart skip a beat. You're... you're not, though, right? She asked him, breathing harder as he stepped just a little inside her personal space. A serial killer? He gave her a warm smile, shaking his head. Definitely not, I promise. You didn't answer the other one! That's what a serial killer would say, she said, upping the ante a little, leaning in and closing the gap between them. 
He smelled so good, too. All musky and manly. She wanted to ask him about the kingster comment. Did it mean anything? He bit his lip, seeming to hold off a grin. Was he playing with her? There was a sparkle in his eyes as he held her gaze, and then, very deliberately, ran his eyes down her body and back up again. She'd never watched a guy check her out so deliberately before. She wanted his gaze to linger. Natalie realized her breathing was speeding up again. I'd be happy to, if it's really useful, he finally answered. Happy to what? She replied, still caught up in her sex-crazed kingster thing. Realization hit her. Oh, my God, the key. Yes, okay, thank you. This was her chance to hide the dildo. Let me go find a spare, stay here. She rushed into the living room, bashing her thigh on the sofa in her hurry to get to the sex toy. I think it's in a drawer, she lied, wrestling at the stupid suction cup and keeping her body between it and her guest. With an audible pop, the toy detached itself, and she turned, burying it under a sofa cushion. At least something went right. Oh, no, silly me, the key's in the kitchen, not here. Quite proud of her deception, she sauntered back past Brandon and grabbed the spare key off the notice board, where she'd spotted it in the first place. She put it in his hand, his finger brushing her skin as he took hold of it. Even that touch got her fired up again. She held onto the key a little too long, her fingertips resting in the palm of his hand. She smiled, feeling a little more in control now. I've never done this before. Done what? His finger gave the lightest stroke across her palm. Given my key to a boy. He broke into a wide smile. A boy, huh? Well, this boy promises to take good care of it. He raised his eyebrows. You're sure you're happy with me having it? She paused a moment, thinking it through as she held his gaze. Yeah. I'm sure. What are neighbors for, right? He pressed his lips together and nodded, smiling. I couldn't agree more. I'll go. Leave you to unpack your... He paused a fraction of a second. Equipment. Lovely to meet you, Natalie. I look forward to getting to know you better. She let go of the key in his hand and he pocketed it, walking himself to the front door as she watched from the kitchen entrance. The way he said that, how he paused on equipment, had her brain worrying. As soon as he shut the door, she turned back into the kitchen, heaved a sigh of relief, finally looking up at the long cardboard box leaning against the worktop. Her heart dropped in her chest. There, in big, bold writing on the very end, was written, One Bar Prison. All he'd have to do was Google it, and he'd know exactly what she had delivered. She pressed her forehead against the door frame. Fuck my life. James is giving away this novella for free to listeners of the All the Filthy Details podcast. For those interested in discovering what happens next, follow the links in the podcast description. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> We're now on Patreon. Our offer is fantastic. 
You'll get access to all our literary lovesick audiobooks for a price that is comparable to a single ebook. You can end your subscription at any time, and you'll still be able to keep your books. We also have more exclusive content. Head over there now and get your first glimpse of the newest title in Season 2 of the Erotic Diary series, Transitions. Next up, we have the super talented Pornika Assam with a question and answer session from her Twitter following. Pornika has got to be one of the biggest fans of our podcast, plus one of the nicest people in erotica. Let's hand you over to the lady we call Nika. Hi, I am Pornika Assam, a new erotica writer. And I'm here for the Patreon takeover episode with a question and answer session. Please follow me on Twitter. Hopefully, there's a link in the description. H. Zulfiger, a talented writer and star recommendation winning author, asked me, Why do you write what you write? What one thing got you started? Excellent question. I'd say I write erotica because after reading erotica and discovered that all the trappings of the societies I grew up in didn't exist in the books I was reading, which meant liberating freedom for me. I'll try and explain what I mean. I am from an Indian background. The country is gigantic and diverse, however, Many citizens are incredibly invested in families and matchmaking. It's crazy, so crazy that people even have a consensus on which movie stars should work together in fictional on-screen relationships. Still, my writing crushes these ideas and puts me firmly back in control of my own universes. Marcus, a talented writer and illustrator, and I'd like to say a friend, asked, What are some of your inspirations for your work? Well, it's observing real-life couples, the way they talk to each other, the looks they share. It sets my imagination on fire. Sometimes when I'm reading a book, I replace the protagonist with a couple I've observed in my head. Usually, where the books get it wrong is where I start working on my own stories. Another source of inspiration is the likes of Disney Plus and their Marvel stories. Marvel has been brave enough to challenge the status quo and create stars and stories that inspire millions. The Black Panther's movie impact was massive and perhaps paved the way for Kamala Khan. Miss Marvel was something dear to my heart. They made a young Asian a star in the West for millions to look up to. I find that inspirational. And it reminds me that we can always outgrow the boundaries that keep us grounded. Marcus also asked me, A lot of erotica tends to focus on white characters, and I wanted to know how you feel about diversity in the genre, and how do you feel about its marketability? So, I love the idea of having a diverse market. Still, 
I understand why authors would be anxious about moving away from writing stories about the attractive book cover blonde because traditionally none of these minority books have been critically acclaimed so far. At some point, I think people have to be brave enough to say this is what I'm writing and I trust my audience. Why have we got to this place in society where people glorify black men in porn but can't give them the lead roles in erotica books? It's weird. A.N. Anatop asked me, What would you like to see more of in the genre? Is it something you want to highlight through your own work? Great question. I'd like to see more recognized black, Asian and minority ethnic erotica writers. Plus more BAME protagonists and love interests at the elite level. I don't feel duty bound to make everything I write the change I want to see, but recognizing every step in the right direction helps get us to our destination is part of the process. Thank you for having me on. Please look out for my books and start a conversation with me if you have something meaningful to say. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, Nika. Now, for those interested in poor Nika Assam, not only do we have her links in the description, but we have some big news regarding her debut title. Pornika has linked up with Literally Lovesick to release her debut title in audiobook form on our Patreon first. Here's a preview of her debut title, Stardom. Chapter 2. Teach a man to fish. You're late. The sound of Justine's voice echoed through the dance hall, accompanied by the sound of my own shoes as they clicked against the hardwood. I'm sorry, I was just... Traffic... I mumbled, what else was I supposed to say? That I got up on the wrong side of the bed because I didn't get laid last night? To turn gray. It, didn't matter it was always neatly tucked her behind her ears, allowing a better view of her face. It was scattered with wrinkles that witnessed her life, paired with two piercing blue eyes that always seemed to see right through me. It was almost as though she could read me clearly, knowing I was dissatisfied. Even if I didn't word it out loud, in the past I've opened up to her when my ex royally pissed me off. She's always been calm, measured, and consistent in her responses, which have always been the same. Leave him. He's not nurturing what you have to offer, she told me repeatedly. You deserve better. I was beginning to think that perhaps she was right, but for whatever Your reason, I wasn't to drive ready to them wild and radiate with nothing but confidence. Will you be able to do that? Justine asked me, staring into my eyes intently. I nodded again, almost as though I was hypnotized. A part of me likely was, I was captivated by her energy and the way she held herself. It was the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Good. She said, and then my music started playing. Today, she brought a prop to our class, a pair of metal handcuffs. I thought it was odd to have me restricted when the whole point of the routine was to have my body move freely, showcasing what it was capable of, but I trusted her. I trusted her with everything I had. This will truly Justine help stood right in front of me, no longer moving, simply she drinking in the sight of me. I swore I could see lingering lust in the way she looked at me. 
The music stopped playing then, bathing us in the silence as we gazed at each other. At last, she clapped her hands slowly approaching me. Now that, that was sexy. She praised me. It made me squirm in my seat that I was still cuffed to. That was confident. That was good. I want to hear how you felt. She crouched in front of me, her hand now resting on my knee. A rush of adrenaline pumped through my body. I hesitated momentarily, but complied with her instruction. My nervous hands bunched up on the fabric from the elastic waistline, allowing me to tug it down her toned legs. My underwear too, Topanga. She instructed me further. I feared I could have misheard her for a moment, but I didn't. My fingers gripped the hem of her underwear, dragging it down lower so her pussy was now presented to me. Her labia and trim blonde pubic hair were now facing me. One of her hands reached for my head, guiding me closer to her pussy. I was kneeling for her, but I could practically feel my knees buckle. Go on. My teacher encouraged me. I breathed in the excited scent of her pussy, intoxicated by it. Before I ventured further, sticking my tongue out between her labia, instantly it gravitated towards her clit, starting to lash against it, mercilessly. More than anything else right now, I just wanted to make her feel good. That's right. She moaned softly, her hand tightening its grip on my hair, almost as though she wanted to let me know I was doing it right. Suddenly, I acknowledged the burden that my lover's face trying to satisfy me, and I wanted to be better. I couldn't think about anything else but how much I wanted to make her come with my mouth. Justine's strong hands began grinding against my, my throbbing face. pussy as Lugia she clutched one of my legs instead, spreading me open. Her pussy now pressed against mine, and she began to move her hips against me, building friction against my swollen clit. All this time she had been teasing me up, but right now I could tell she meant business. Her mouth found mine, kissing me hungrily as her tongue slipped inside my mouth, almost as though she wanted to devour me whole. I didn't know how, but her pussy rubbed against mine at the most perfect angle, providing the stimulation of my clit that I yearned for days. My fingertips desperately clutched her back, clawing and gripping as though it would ensure she wouldn't pull away prematurely again. I want to feel you come for me. She panted against my mouth breathlessly, moving harder. Her motion had my whole body. Follow the links in the description to listen to more on Patreon or to connect with Pornika Assam. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Hot erotica to look out for. Reclaiming His Rights by Elena Nix. A careless mistake convinced Jason that for his wife's sake, he had to abandon the dominant, submissive aspect of their marriage. Now he realizes that giving up Lila's submission was an even bigger mistake. After months of believing he rejected her, she won't even talk about it. He's determined to reclaim her, but he'll have to break down her resistance before he can regain her trust. Permanent links can be found in the description on this episode. Would you like us to plug your erotica title? Also head over to our Patreon to see our unbeatable deal. Shh, numbers are limited. Now, back over to Natalia with her interview with our latest star recommendation winning writer, Delana Rose. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Hello, Delana. In our last episode, you stole the show with your title, A Hot Wife Wedding, which won our star recommendation. 
How would you describe the plot of this book to those who haven't listened to our previous episode? Great question. Look, I've always loved second chance romances and revenge erotica. And A Hot Wife Wedding is a wedding like no other when Peyton's ex-boyfriend is the best man. And she's really never lost that lustful feeling. Obviously, she eventually becomes a hot wife, but I wanted to make sure that there was more to the characters than just a groom asking the best man to have sex with his wife. There's jealousy, there's revenge, and it's not just the wife's opportunity for revenge. Look, just talking about the book has made me want to write more about them, but this is the end of the first chapter. Rogan. Once upon a time, I'd expected him to be waiting for me on my wedding day, but after walking in on him balls deep inside another woman, I'd slammed the door on him and whatever future he thought we'd have. Running out of the dorm in tears, I'd literally crashed into the comforting arms of his best friend, Brent, who refused to let me catch a bus home. One stolen kiss had turned into a drunken revenge fuck with furious kisses and sweaty bodings. One fuck turned into another before we'd woken up and realised we hadn't left Brent's bedroom for almost a week. By the time we were sick of delivery meals, we emerged as a couple and Rogan's apologies and pleas for forgiveness had fallen on deaf ears. Today, as Daddy hands me over to Brent, I strain my shoulders, turn my bare hips slightly towards Rogan and prepare to marry the love of my life while the man I'd never forgotten looked on. Taking a glimpse at your works, the hot wife genre seems to be your specialty. What is it about this genre that resonates with you as a writer? What's that to love? I mean, a woman being adored by more than one man with her husband's consent? Look, I know there's reverse harem where three or more men are in the bed, and I do say I love writing about my rock star reverse harem. But a hot wife allows a marriage to be, I guess, more than just monogamy. It allows me to explore so many other emotional aspects of marriage. Um, I guess boredom, second chance, jealousy, infertility. And it really allows me to make sure a wife's sexual appetite is satisfied. And I can't wait to finish writing A Hot Wife Mistake, which takes things further than I ever have before. Do you write, or plan to write, within any other erotica niches? If so, would you still use the same pen name? Oh, that is such a good question. Look, I know most authors have different pen names for different kinks, but I can't see myself doing that yet. Look, I write on Medium, just look for Delana Rose, and I write whatever characters and niche gets me hot at the time. One that I love writing in is Babysitter Diaries. I have to say it's a little bit true life, and single fathers make the best lovers. I have so many stories, and it will be up to the reader to decide which ones are true or not. I also love writing Rockstar. I mean, doesn't every woman dream of being adored by a band? And then there are my sexual favourites, footballers. And age gap. I love a man with experience and confidence, don't you? Oh, look, I guess it's safe to say that I love sex. I love writing about sex. And as long as people want me to keep writing, 
I will write in whatever kink and niche takes my fancy. One thing I personally loved about your book was the amount of drama between the male characters towards the end. Are consequences and complications a mainstay element we can expect to find in your works? Oh, absolutely. I think consequences and complications add to the drama and the sexual tension. I mean, a lot of my Medium articles are about random hookups where, you know, you need to get over someone or you just need to hook up for stress relief. In my books, there has to be a reason for this person hooking up and why, why this person and why right now. Then there has to be a consequence. With a hot wife, if a husband wants to watch his wife being eaten out by another man, well, what does that feel like? How does that empower him? How does that strengthen the marriage? A hot wife wedding appears to be part of a collection of titles called The Ultimate Hot Wife Vacation. It features books from some familiar authors, from star recommendation winning author Lacey Cross and former guests Kristen Lance and Guy White. How did this collaboration come together? I am so glad you asked. This collaboration has been more successful than most of us imagined. I was in Facebook, as you do, and I just asked a group of erotica authors if they wanted to work together. Um, most of us had written in hot wife genre before, and then other authors got invited, and we came up with the concept of a vacation-themed hot wife series that meant that we could just go wherever our inspiration and imagination um, took us and working with other authors is so much fun and with erotica authors well you can only imagine the conversations and absolutely nothing is off limit i was just so humble about the caliber of all of the authors and we've even decided to get together again and do a christmas collaboration for hot wife and i can't wait to share that with you what does the future hold what are you working on next? I took a month off writing to focus on study and life, but I'll be working on a third book in my Rockstar Reverse Harem series. It's another collaboration with your favourite erotica authors, but this time set in a Comic-Con. And I guess what will happen if Crix and Lana hook up with another couple and don't involve the rest of the band? I mean, it wouldn't be rock and roll without some reverse harem rules being broken, would it? I'm also working on a new Confessions from a Cheating Wife series. And if you've checked out my Medium works, most of those and some of even a hot wife mistake are already there. What I do is I draft, I publish on Medium so they get it first, and then I take it... Um, add a few more scenes, add a heap more sex, and turn it into books. Can we get a preview of something you've been working on? This is going to be part of a hot wife mistake. From our bedroom, my husband had heard everything. Mike had heard the way his boss had backed me against the hallway wall before pushing me to my knees. He'd heard the way I'd slurped and sucked 
Cooper's long cock until I gulped and swallowed each delicious drop of cum. But now we'd finally made it to the bedroom and my pussy was on fire with need. Cooper came up behind me, positioning my body so I stood, facing my husband. Mike's eyes were filled with so much love that my heart wanted to break for him. But then Cooper gripped the hem of my dress and pulled it up. I reached for the roof, but instead of removing my dress, he left it around my face and arms. Don't move, he commanded. This wasn't part of the plan. I liked being able to see my husband's eyes. I needed his constant approval that our boundaries hadn't been crossed and that he wanted to watch as much as I wanted to be fucked. Being blinded made me feel vulnerable, not just because Hooper's hands were able to fondle my body freely, but because I couldn't maintain visual contact with my husband. When we'd started bringing other men into my bed, we'd had rules. His brothers and cousins were off limits, as was the colleague who'd beaten him for a promotion. But we'd never talked about his boss. I'd never suggested Cooper as an option, because I'd never expected to accidentally send him a, te of a text of my hand up my wet pussy. One stupid text to the wrong man, and here we were. I needed to see Mike's eyes. I needed to know we were okay. I needed Mike's reassurance that he could watch his bus fuck me tonight and then he could go to work tomorrow. Because the way Cooper's hands were working my body, I wanted more than his cock in my mouth. I wanted the whole hot wife experience. And I needed Mike to be okay with that. Turn around. Cooper demanded and I tensed to pivot on my heels, but he held my body firm. Not you, him. I want him to hear what I do to you. I want him to hear how you respond. But, I protested, but Mike interrupted. It's better this way, I heard Mike say, and then a chair scraped across our carpet. If I don't watch you, then it will be easier at work. Exactly. I can't lose my best executive just because I can't resist your pussy now, can I? Cooper threw my dress to the floor and massaged my arms as he allowed them to fall, and I wanted to run over to my husband, curl into his lap, and make sure this was what he wanted. But the moment Cooper pushed me face down onto my bed and spread my legs, I stopped thinking. The moment Cooper's fingers and tongue assaulted my wet pussy, I forgot about consequences. The tremors didn't just build, they hit me with the full force of a hurricane. Spasms and tremors flowed one after the other as I rode Cooper's face like a demon possessed. And when my screams filled the room, all I could see was the rapid-fire fisting of Mike's hand as he pumped at his cock. He'd just come. I saw evidence when Cooper and I had walked into the bedroom. Mike had come, listening to me suck on his boss, but my gorgeous husband was coming to the sound of my orgasm, which only made the ride sweeter. And when I came down, Cooper flipped me over, his cock hard again and ready for business. Now that we've been introduced, let's fuck. As if still starving, my body came alive again as Cooper kissed his way up my body and our tongues collided. I could taste my juices on his tongue and I was sure there were still traces of his cum on mine. I fumbled with his shirt buttons, wanting the thrill of skin against skin and surprised at the smattering of ink. That isn't very CEO of you, I mused, loving how my fingernail left a trail of goosebumps around his dragon tattoo. Spoiler alert. I was a G.O.T. fan. Let me guess, Jon Snow? Hell no. 
I prefer to drag women off to my cave. You didn't drag me. I didn't have to. Doesn't mean that this isn't our cave. It's the bedroom I share with my husband. I love to remind men that I belong to someone else. Then consider me a dragon-slaying invader who's going to have my way with you. Did anyone tell you that dragon slayers talk too much? He shared his kisses equally between my breasts, kneading and squeezing them as if they were the first he'd ever played with. But he knew just how to bite and soothe, teasing and tormenting me until a delicious stab of pain spasmed when he bit my nipple. Oh my God, yeah. He was everything I needed. I married gentle, but I wanted no needed to be fucked dirty. Not wait, willing to wait another minute, I grabbed his cock and pressed it towards my swollen clit. Tell your husband what you want me to do to you, Cooper said in a growl I could feel to my core. Tell him how you want me to fuck you. Your cockhead is beautifully proportioned, I said almost analytically, only to squeal when Cooper bit my nipple again. Do better. I want your cock to fill me. I want it to tattoo your name on my pussy walls. I want... <gasps> I stopped speaking as Cooper thrust inside me in one push. My eyes rolled back and I gripped at fistfuls of sheet in ecstasy. If you were my husband, I said in between more furious thrusts, I'd make love to you in the morning before work so you could still feel my lips wrapped around your cock before your sexy receptionist brings you a coffee. More, he moaned between thrusts. During the day, what are you going to do for me? Every time I think of you, I'll touch myself. I'll send you pictures and videos before any of your meetings, just so you know what's waiting for you at home. And then he asked, pulling my leg over his shoulder to open me wider, fucking me deeper. You'd better get ready for foyer sex because I'd be waiting for you to open the door and then I'd fuck you hard just for making me miss you all day. It felt wrong in all the good ways, saying these words to my husband's boss while my husband sat spent on the other side of the room. Yes, Curry, yes, Cooper groaned and came inside me in a hurry of thrusts. One second he was pounding at me as if there was no tomorrow, the next he was still. He'd collapsed on top of me and I didn't know what to do. I'd felt his heart pounding and placed my, arm o my palm over it while untangling my legs. Honey, you can turn around, I called to Mike, pushing Cooper to the side. You can leave now, Mike said to Cooper, kicking over his shirt. I've finished the report you needed and any questions you can have until after I reclaim my wife. Do you read erotica? If so, which erotica authors do you think we should be keeping a keen eye out for? What kind of erotica do they write? Oh, do I read erotica? Sometimes I think it's all I read. Here's the truth, though. I am a huge fan of the erotica authors I work with. That's one of the reasons I think the collabs are so successful. I love Lacey Cross, and she's really introduced me to the joys of sword crossing. And I don't think I'll ever write mail on mail, but I certainly love reading them. And if I have to choose another author, it would be Steph Brothers. She writes incredible age gap erotica as well as hot wife erotica. How can we follow Delana Rose on social media? Well, I'm always on Twitter. You can get me at Delana underscore Rose. I need to be more active on Instagram, 
but my content almost got me permanently banned so I guess reach out to me again at Delana underscore Rose but if you want to read everything I write before I turn it into books then follow me on Medium at Delana Rose one word with no underscore that's D-I-L-A-N-A-R-O-S-E thank you so much for having me today thanks for joining us you're listening to all the filthy details (laughs) you're listening to filth the erotic book review i'm your host Dai, and today we're going to be reviewing three promising erotica titles with the intention of endorsing one as our star recommendation we've got plenty to get through so let's begin Modeling from Mrs. Morningwood by Lily Lustwood. Danny continued his first time about with a penis by licking the shaft. Maria's eyes unwillingly rolled up from the euphoria of his delicate mouth pleasing her she-cock. It's so hard, yet so smooth. He licked the shaft of her dick with his tongue, going in and out at a rapid pace like he was licking pussy. He's gotten used to the taste and enjoyed it like he was a tourist trying an Asian country's exotic delicacy. Oh, she exclaimed right after he swiped her deck head with his tongue. Mmm, she moaned, then circled her dick head with his tongue. This tastes so damn good. Dinny has never imagined for a single waking moment how good a penis would taste. He grew up fantasizing about pussy from adult magazines and porn. He exhibited his love for the newfound flavor by going the extra mile. Oh, baby, Maria exclaimed right after Danny took half her dick in his mouth. Did I do it right, Miss Morningwood? He asked shyly. Yes, babe. Try covering your teeth by curling your lips inward. She softly explained while caressing his face. Danny did it again, and that time scored an A-plus in penilingus. Once he started, he couldn't stop, most especially while witnessing how Maria's face flushed from his service. He continued bobbing up and down with his saliva soaking the sheets and her thighs. I'm the only one that can make you happy, Miss Morningwood. All his reluctant feelings were overshadowed by the pride of pleasing the woman of his dreams. Maria's tits jiggled from the rapid blowjob that Danny was performing when all of a sudden, he decided to intensify his service. Fuck yeah, she exclaimed right after he slurped her dick like his mouth was a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Hearing her audible reaction was his cue that he was doing something right. He hastened the pace to provide more pleasure. I'm gonna, Maria said while moaning. Danny slurped harder and faster. I, I... Right before she could finish her sentence, her thick and warm joy juice exploded in his mouth. It's so warm. Danny's eyes widened as her cum flowed freely in his mouth like it was a spoonful of honey. I love you, Danny, she said softly before passionately kissing him. She stuck her tongue inside his mouth and they shared her cum like it was lemonade from a stand on a hot summer day. He swallowed her cum little by little, without hesitation, and relished the feeling of her jizz streaming in his throat. 
I love you even more, Miss Morningwood, he let out before they continued kissing and messing out with each other's red lipsticks. Moments later, Love, I'm home, Vincent's voice echoed from the distance. Shit. A self-proclaimed title about a first-time feminization, Lily Lustwood draws upon her own experiences as a transgender female embracing her world of erotica. On the back of a last-minute request to do some cross-dressing modeling for our long-lusted-over protagonist, Danny finds himself aroused around Maria. Maria is a transgender female who is feeling a little insecure, despite Danny's growing interest in her. The book contains a first-time transsexual experience. Available on Kindle Unlimited. The Hotel Gold Card Service by Anne Appleton. Outside the hotel room, Lucy desperately hoped that her partner would remember and honor her instructions to him. She slotted the key card into the door, pushed the door handle down, and stepped inside. The room was cool and dimly lit, as requested. She suddenly became very aware of how loud she was breathing and attempted to quieten her breath and her footsteps. Almost tiptoeing inside, she started when she saw the man laying on the bed face up, blindfolded and naked, except for a pair of dark boxer shorts. His arms were behind his head and his legs spread apart. He was long and muscular looking. His dark hair was short and flecked with gray. Lucy thought he must be in his mid to late thirties and thought to herself that in normal times, he might be someone she would make eyes at in a bar. She smiled to herself as she noticed the goosebumps rising on his skin and his breathing becoming more labored. She was going to enjoy this one. Lucy began to remove her clothes, and when it came to removing her underwear, she unclasped her bra and draped it across his broad chest. Stepping out of her white lacy knickers, she hesitated before placing them over his face, feeling a rush of power as he gasped and started to breathe more deeply in anticipation. Lucy ran her hand across his body, moving her fingers through the hair on his chest, stroking the scar on his lower belly, moving down over his underwear and all the way to his ankles before moving up again. He sighed in a longing but remained completely still as per her instructions. Lucy put two fingers on the elastic of his underwear and moved them from side to side. She felt a thrill as she saw the lump grow larger and she pulled the underwear up to take a peek at what was waiting for her. She was very pleased at what she saw. It took several attempts to tuck his underwear down to his ankles. He really took the instructions to not move seriously. And when she finally pulled the fabric off, she was now at the foot of the bed, looking up at his long body. His long, strong legs had a fine layer of dark hair covering them. She began to crawl up between them, making sure to let her nipples run along his legs on her way up. When her head reached his groin, she halted, moving her face lower and letting him feel her breath on his dick, which reacted immediately, swelling further and pulsing toward her slightly. 
She looked up at the man's face, watching his reaction as she slowly reached her tongue out and began to lick him from the shaft to the tip. The man's mouth was open, his head back and clearly trying his hardest not to move. Lucy grinned internally and put a whole thing in her mouth, moving her head up and down, sucking ever so gently. He quiet moans coming from him gave Lucy such a buzz that she could feel the familiar wetness spreading between her legs, getting ready for the next bit. A few more slow, steady pumps with her mouth, then she pulled away, continuing to move up the man, higher and higher, until she was sitting with a thigh either side of his head, looking down on him. She saw his arms start to move, as if to grab her, so she lightly smacked them with a firm reminder. You are to stay still. She slowly lowered herself onto his mouth, where she felt his tongue greedily explore every part of her it could reach. Lucy clung onto the top of the headboard and rolled her fanny around his mouth, making sure he really concentrated on her clit. It felt great, and looking over her shoulder, she could see his dick was rock hard and standing firmly to attention. Just when she thought she might come on his face, Lucy pulled herself away from his mouth and shuffled down his body until their groins were level. She could see his strong arms straining as if they were desperate to reach her, and his back arced slightly. She couldn't wait anymore. Grabbing the condom on the bedside table, she ripped it open, sliding it seamlessly onto his cock. She held the bottom of his penis tightly, slowly moving herself onto him. They both let out a groan, and Lucy moved up and down, slowly at first, then building up the pace. She didn't take her eyes of the blindfolded face of this powerful-looking man. The complete control she had over him was intoxicating. She started to move faster and faster, making sure to push all the way down onto him, and within moments, he was whispering, begging her to stop, to slow down. Please, I can't hold it. She stayed silent, her eyes never leaving his face as she picked up the pace, now moving up and down on his shaft as fast as she could. His hands stayed behind his head. She saw his mouth open wide, and he let out a long, low groan of ecstasy as he gave in, coming over and over inside of her. After what felt like minutes, Lucy finally slowed down to a stop. The man was in the same position, but seemed flatter somehow. She pulled herself off his now limp dick and climbed awkwardly off him. She stood next to him, wondering what she would do next, when a voice made her jump. Did you come? Can I go down on you? The idea that a man would want to please her, even when he had finished, surprised Lucy. She'd obviously been meeting the wrong guys all the time. She didn't reply, but instead reached out and stroked his chest hair gently. She then pulled her knickers away from his face, shoving them in her handbag with her bra. She threw on her dress and slipped down to her shoes as quickly as she could. 
Without stopping, she turned to look at her mystery man one more time before she opened the door to leave the room. He still didn't move, as per their promise. Our protagonist, Lucy, is seeking excitement after getting out of a toxic situation. Her former lodger used her for sex instead of paying his fair way. In an attempt to distract her, her friend introduces her to an exclusive sex club that pairs discerning individuals or couples with another person in a hotel room. This secret organization refers to this as being the gold card service. Expect a twist. My Soccer Mom Milf by Alec Lake I took her hand and moved it to the bulge of my trousers, letting her feel how hard it was. Her fingers curled around it and traced the outline. Do you want my cock? I asked her. Reaching out, I lifted her head so I could see her face clearly. She was bright red from blushing and looked so fucking cute. Yes, I want you to fuck me. It didn't take much. I put my hand on top of her head and she immediately sank down onto her knees, pulling at my zip. Then, reaching in, she gave a little gasp. So one of the reasons it sucked so much that I moved with my parents was because I was separated from all my friends, and that sucked because all my female friends knew what a thick cock I had. It may not be the longest, but when it's hard, you feel that cock stretching you when it's inside you. I told you I had no problem getting girlfriends. And that was cause after the first one, the rumor got around and there was always someone waiting to see the reality. Amanda had just found out how thick I was. Pull it out, Amanda, I commanded. She did as she was told, pulling it from my trousers and then just staring at it like she was taking in every little detail. I don't know if I can fit it in my mouth, she said, glancing up at me. I gave her hair its housel, and it wasn't the first time I had heard that, and I had always somehow managed, with help from my willing partner. Who said it was your mouth I was going to use? I pulled off my hoodie and threw it on the floor. People never shocked by how pale I am, but the fact I actually have some muscle under all the loose clothing surprises them. I want you to get it nice and wet for me, I told her. At first she looked confused, like she had completely forgotten how all this worked, but then as I guided my cock towards her lips, she gave a little, oh, and took me into her mouth. Fuck, her mouth felt warm. It might have been that it was a while since I had a blowjob, but her mouth felt like it was on fire. Each thrust into it, a little more at a time, made her groan, and the vibrations along my shaft just pushed me to try deeper. Mmm, Amanda. Who would have guessed you were such a good cocksucker? I wondered if that would get an angry reaction, but instead it just got her bobbing her head up and down my shaft more enthusiastically. 
It appeared that bedroom Amanda was a lot more submissive than book club Amanda. I suppose it was part that she had made the move on me so obviously wanted it, and part that I was almost playing the character from the book, but my dominant side was at full force. Suddenly, I wanted to see how far I could take it, stand up, and strip for me. All my worries that she might say no melted away as she leapt to her feet and scrambled to get out of her clothing. The cardigan was thrown on the desk, along with the t-shirt and bra. Next went her jeans, leaving her only in some skimpy black panties that were barely more than a few lines of lace. Maybe she had worn them especially for me. Pulling them to the side, I rubbed my fingers over Amanda's pussy. The only word I could use was soaked. If I was dying of thirst, she would have been a lifesaver. My fingers sank knuckle-deep into her, and I had to grab her waist as her legs almost gave way. No coming without permission, I whispered in her ear. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She moaned. Resting her head on my shoulder, I knew that just a few thrusts would be enough to get her to come, so I decided to use that to my advantage. You wanted me to recreate that scene from the book, didn't you? This was your dirty little fantasy. She nodded her head as she tried to grind herself against my hand. So what do I get if I let you come? What's my reward for making your dream come true? I didn't actually want anything, just wanted to make her needy and desperate for me. So, I was surprised when she started offering me things. You can have my car for the week, just let me come, she pleaded. I don't drive, what else? I rubbed my thumb over her clit and smiled as it sent a shock wave through her. Buy you a gift, whatever you want. Thrusting my fingers deep in took her all the way to the edge. There was no way she wouldn't come now. It was only a matter of time before my fingers pistoning into her made her explode. No, I don't think so. I have everything I want right in my hand. She bit her lip and whimpered, her hand clutching my cock, stroking it fast as she could. Free use. You can have me for a week. Till next book club. Well, that was interesting. The thing she thought of on the edge of a body-shaking orgasm was me having free use of her for a week. Come for me. I growled in her ear and finger-fucked her as hard as she could take it, making her howl and buck against me as her long-expected orgasm hit. She bit into my shoulder to stop herself from screaming, and that, plus the pain mixed with her frantic stroking, caused me to come over her hand, splashing across her chest and panties. Oh, God, she moaned as I lifted her up onto the table, spreading her legs. I knew the answer to my next question before even asking it. But as I guided my cock against her folds, I asked anyway. 
Our horny young protagonist, Lewis, joins a book club with older, sexually frustrated women. After introducing the group to a hot erotica title in the free-use genre, an inspired book club member offers herself to Lewis to be used this way, part of a larger arc written by several writers. Available on Kindle Unlimited. We asked our special guest and last star recommendation winner to help us review these titles. Here's what she had to say. Firstly, thank you so much for introducing me to three authors I haven't read before now. One book introduced me to the world of free use and as someone who writes cheating and hot wife erotica, this was almost the perfect book for me and I can't wait to read and write more free use erotica. The second one had some sexual twists and I don't know how to describe it with the love it deserves without giving away the ending. And the third was about a boy's first time sissification story. So let me describe that one first. Modelling for Mrs. Morningwood is a first-time feminization story by Lily Lusswood. What I really liked about this book was the way I could get a glimpse into a world I've never really either been a part of or read before. The characters were well created and I felt all the emotions as Danny struggled with falling in love with a forbidden woman, a gorgeous woman married to a mean man who really doesn't deserve her. Then when she invites Danny to model for her, Maria shares her secret. Now, Danny has every reason to run away, but he doesn't. He doesn't because of his own conflicting and emerging feelings and because he's already falling in love with Maria. The second book I read was The Hotel Gold Card Service by Anne Appleton. Now, what can I say about this book other than add it to your TBR today? I immediately fell in love with Lucy and her friend Ivy who helps her get out of a bad relationship and shows her a way to explore her sexual fantasies in a safe and non-judgmental way. This book is pure sex and I can't wait to go back and read it again. There are twists and turns and each one caught me by surprise and seriously I'm never going to be able to look at my yoga instructor the same way again unless he gives me the same sort of gold card service. Now to the third book, My Sucker Mum Milf by Alec Lake. Now Alec had me at the title. I love erotica that celebrates women where women of all ages and body types are, are adored. This is the first book in a series about when a young hot guy joins a book club where all the other members are middle-aged women. He's just the man to shake things up. Not only does he choose an erotica as his first pick, it's the discussion after the discussion that leads to free use. Now, what I really enjoyed about the book is the way it weaved in real books from other real erotica authors. It also teased at a subplot that I hope carries forward to the rest of the series and if this is what we can look forward to I can't wait to read more. I think you kind of hear in my voice which one is my favourite and that's My Sucker Mum Milf by Alec Lake. It just has everything that I ever look for in an erotica, a short romance, a short 
teas and a hot sex. So thank you so much for introducing me to these books. Can I also get a quick breakdown from Kat before I deliver my verdict? So Modeling for Mrs. Morningwood by Lily Lustwood. I loved it. Although it wasn't my thing, let me explain. I love the idea of transgender erotica, especially when you have a strong male who is firm about his sexuality and doesn't seem phased by the prospect of sucking on some girl's dick. But the idea of one guy cross-dressing, playing with a pre-op transgendered female, didn't do it for me as two gay women or two gay men would. I love Lily Lustwood. I think we should try to get her on the show. Erotica needs authors like her, and people need to know these great authors exist. One last thing, I do wish this book was longer. Next, I read The Hotel, Gold Card Service, by Anne Appleton. This one has a bit of everything. Personally, I loved it. Although, I didn't find the protagonist to be convincing. In the beginning, she melts and is easily manipulated by a guy, but somehow she's fine hooking up with strangers regularly a little later. The sex scenes are totally on point. I love the idea that when a guy offers to go down on her after sex, she's a little rattled. Let's face facts. Who hasn't been there at least once? The ending was sweet, but had me wondering if there are more adventures to be had. Great book. Finally, I read My Soccer Mom, MILF by Alec Lake, a highly entertaining read, which I found a little problematic. So the book is basically about a hot guy who joins a book club, mainly run by sexually frustrated women. Read the room, someone. We're the number one erotica book club, and I assure you, no one is frustrated enough for a 19-year-old. No shade against the quality, it's a fantastic read. Scores time. Modeling from Mrs. Morningwood is a 3.9 out of 5. It's light and compact and full of charm, but unlike the sweat, blood, and tears associated with the transgender struggle, everything here is reduced down to fluff. The lacking substance took away from the opportunity to create compelling narratives. However, the book remains erotic fun throughout. The Hotel Gold Card Service is 4.1 out of 5. This is arguably the best story this month. We're drawn into our protagonist's struggle from the first chapter and spend much of the time worrying about her throughout the title. The pacing is excellent and the sexual scenarios are hot. The author, Anne, takes us on a ride, leaving us to ponder when the result of her dismissing her trauma in favor of no-strings-attachment sex would pay off. The end twist is worth the recommendation alone. My Soccer Mom MILF is a 4.2 out of 5. This was emotionally conflicting for me because, as a person who has read quite a few Alec Lake books, such as Using April and One More in the Bed, I didn't think I'd like to recommend this book to readers to represent what this author does best. However, this alone on its own merits is a compelling read. There's sexual tension, age gap chemistry, and a sneaky Easter egg or two to engage the most hardened erotica readers. Just to be clear, My Soccer Mom Milf by Alec Lake is this episode's star recommendation. Alec gives us some great jumping off points to enter the most tantalizing sex scenes, which don't seem like they wouldn't work with such a young man in reality. 
somehow flourish within this fictional world. The nods to other titles by Alec Lake and Lacey Cross was a clever little touch. Check it out. Links are in the description. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> we still have the next episode of the hot series, The Infidelity Diaries, to come. Talking of a hot series, we're planning to create an anthology with the likes of you. The plan is to turn your erotic chapter into an audiobook to be played on our show as part of a project called Rumors. Rumors is about a record label signing new talent to an influential entertainment label with dubious characters in charge. During an initial meeting on a tropical island, a severe incident binds these would-be innocent starlets together. However, all they have is between them to work out what happened and why is rumors. Here is a preview of the anthology's introductory chapter. this line. I told you earlier I'm not here and I'm not taking any fucking messages. Miss Goldberg is here and well, she's pushed past security and is storming straight towards you. Kiki, how are you? You look uh, serious. Let me guess. The old man's pissed. Just how bad is it? He's fuming. Several in-house movies, games, and advertisers are trying to clear music from SX8 Entertainment instead of us. The Europeans are touring their slut pop sound around the country, and now they have sold out all the major stadiums for the most popular dates. He wants to know, how did this happen on our doorstep? Why the fuck aren't we producing artists who make music the rest of the company wants to use? And what the fuck are we going to do about the slut pop invasion? Shit, shit, shit. Fuck. Look, come on, Kiki. America invented fucking slut pop. We had cone boo pop stars singing erotica albums before I stepped into the game. And recently, we've had rappers boasting about their wet-ass pussies. Please tell me again, Kiki. How the fuck were we supposed to see this coming? See, Bartley, that's the problem. My brother is in my dad's ear. And he rightly pointed out that even a blind man could see Holly Dolfer coming. Nobody has been this controversial on Twitter since they banned that president. When she tweets, the world watches. Her latest album was a critical success and an endless talking point. All the conspiracy theories surrounding her album's content were just severing to prolong her hype. People are still decrypting the lyric shots she's taken at rivals, hidden in her music. Let's be clear. This is my inheritance at play here. And I'm not prepared to lose my share of OMG entertainment. We need a plan. Okay, okay. I do have a plan. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's part of a plan. We're going to make America's answer to Holly Dolfer, our very own slut pop star. Really? Yes. How? 
we're going to invite around 10 of the hottest prospects in to join us in the luxury Bermudan Resort. We'll encourage them to bring their entourages, partners, or whoever's who's close to them. I'm thinking anyone we could manipulate, you know, anyone we could persuade to encourage them to sign on to OP's records. Once we have our lineup, we'll bring them on tour and figure out who we should be backing to take on the likes of Dolfer. Sounds like a solid idea, Fairbanks. But excuse me for being nervous about them being at the resort. We can't afford a situation where you end up fucking one of these starlets. No, no, they'll stay strictly on the island. This is a clean slate for all of us. I don't know them, and they don't know me. The most they could have mustered about me are all the unsubstantiated rumors. Rumors, hey. So nothing never happened ever. Give me a break, Goldie. None of my cases were cut and dry without complications. Plus, context is everything. When people talk about these allegations, I feel that there's the part that's always missing. So look, it's a good plan. I like it. But no offense, I don't trust you to be left alone with the talent. I'm going to the resort as well to overlook this operation. Don't worry. I'll bring you a couple of playmates to keep you occupied. Just no touching the starlets. Kiki, you're incredible. I could kiss you, but I'm sure you know my type. If you can get a hold of a few of them for me, I'd be grateful. Clearly, they don't call you the fixer for nothing. Don't worry about all this. As soon as we make these new stars, Opus Records will be the most profitable asset in the whole OMG Entertainment portfolio. It fucking better be. Set up the talent search and get them invited to the resort. I'll see you there in a month or so. I've got to fly. I'm busy, and so are fucking you. I'll see you soon. Oh, one last thing? I heard a rumor about you that suggested... Ah, uh, it's nothing. I'll see you soon. Sign up for the All the Filthy Details newsletter for more details, which will be coming soon. Links can be found in the description. Finally, what quite a few of you have been waiting for the next chapter of the Infidelity Diaries. Previously on the Infidelity Diaries. Excuse me, do you know who they're talking about on the TV? That's Terry Connor. Eager to be brought up to speed, I asked him who Terry Connor was. As I sat in the driver's seat, my phone rang. I retrieved the device out of my pocket. Where are you? He reiterated his question, this time emphasizing how bad. He wanted me. Leah's voice called out. The Infidelity Diaries. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 8 It was late in the evening. I lay in bed, staring out the window while the TV droned on in the background. I watched, entranced as raindrops fell against the window, daydreaming about where Harry was. He told me that he was going to watch a boxing match with our neighbor Jim, but I wasn't so sure he was telling the truth. The boxing match would have ended about an hour ago, yet Harry hadn't returned. Maybe he was just out, having a good time, drinking and celebrating, but that wasn't like him. His predictable nature made this, usually, considering that he loves being home within a reasonable hour. 
The more I started to think about it, the more my brain jumped to drastic conclusions. It wasn't long before I had convinced myself that he was cheating on me. I chuckled to myself, thinking about how ironic it was that I was the one having an affair. And yet I was still bothered by the idea of Harry cheating on me. Tracking his movements wasn't an option because he didn't drive. Instead, I turned the TV off and tried to sleep. But I couldn't shake the feeling that Harry was up to something. The prospect of Harry sleeping with another woman literally kept me awake. I tossed and turned in the dark for what felt like an eternity until I heard the front door creaking open and shut discreetly as though the person was trying not to make any noise. However, this stealthy effort was abandoned when the person powered up the steps. Heavy boots thudded against the staircase as the man I assumed to be Harry made his way up the steps. The bedroom door opened and the light from the hallway poured in, revealing the image of a man who had clearly had more drinks than he could handle. Harry? I asked. What are you doing back so late? Are you seriously wearing those hefty boots inside the house? For fuck's sake, Harry, it's pouring rain outside. Take those off right now. I scolded him. Perhaps I was being too harsh, but I was annoyed at how late he had returned and still under the impression that he wasn't being totally truthful with me. Harry didn't respond and simply took off his boots. He ambled over to the closet, retrieved his pajamas, and changed into them. Without saying a word to me, he climbed into bed, which only made me more suspicious. Curling up, he laid down, facing away from me. I sat upright in the bed, ready to confront him on his whereabouts. Are you drunk? I asked him. Harry turned to look at me and responded. No, it just buzzed. I only had a couple of beers. Is there a reason you're acting like this? I mean, you're barely responding to my questions, and you're laying down away from me. It seems like something is going on, I asked while trying to justify my curiosity. This prompted him to sit upright as well. Nothing. He reassured me that nothing was wrong, but I couldn't be sure. Not willing to take his word as an antidote for my suspicions, I hatched up a plan to go down on him thinking I could tell more accurately whether he had been unfaithful or not. It's fine. It's I placed my hand on his inner thigh and said softly, Babe, you know I love you, right? Harry read my intentions perfectly. I felt his body stiffen, and he grew desperate for my touch. Easing out of the waistband of his pajama pants, I tugged them down to his ankles to reveal his throbbing erection. I planted my lips on the head of his dick and gave it a gentle kiss. At first glance, it didn't appear like a freshly fucked cock. I couldn't see any lipstick marks on his dick or smell any pussy musk. Really? Confidently, I took him into my mouth and bobbed my head up and down. 
my tongue swirling sensually up and down his shaft. I made sure to stimulate his frenulum, and I gently fondled his balls in my hands. Harry leaned back in the bed and let out a low, satisfied groan. He loved every second of this. Oh, I'm sorry for being out so late. I just saw something on the way home that I had to investigate. I continued lapping up the pre-cum from the head of his cock as he elaborated. Apparently, earlier, he saw Mark Collins getting arrested at the Clover Hotel. I saw Mark Collins he asked around until he could get some information, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting some fairly juicy details. Collins got himself According to the stranger Harry talked to, Collins had got himself wrapped up in an embezzlement scheme that culminated in him getting caught in a sting operation outside the Clover Hotel. Apparently he's got some second family. It seemed that Mark Collins was misappropriating funds from the Mm -hmm. company he worked at to cover up the fact that he had a second family he was hiding from the public. Mm -hmm. He was at the hotel to give his mistress, who was now pregnant with his child, some money as a form of child support. Mm -hmm. Mark also tried to tell Jim that he was being framed, Mm -hmm. but the police put him in the car before he could fully explain himself. Harry was having trouble continuing the story because he was getting close to climaxing. My work became more intense as his tone and breathing changed. Fuck. I'm there. He declared desperately. Finally, he gripped the bedsheets, warning me that he was about to come. Ropes of sticky white cum flooded my mouth as I obediently sucked until I had consumed the last drop. Under the guise of freshening up before bed, I went to the bathroom to text the mysterious stalker. Everything about what was happening to the Collins stunk to high heaven. Could Leah have had something to do with Mark's unexpected downfall? It was time for us to meet face to face to get some answers. Next time on the Infidelity Diaries. He slipped his hands onto my waist and rested his head on my shoulder. He pulled my body against him and I could feel his protruding cock through his underwear. My stalker looked just like the brunette Deepak described to me. You've been listening to The Infidelity Diaries, starring Richmond Keeling as Harrison and Leonora Wolfe as Olivia. The Infidelity Diaries is a literally lovesick production. 2022. All rights reserved. The next chapter of the Infidelity Diaries will be up to enjoy on Patreon now. The link can be found below. Thank you for listening. I've been proud to be a part of the Patreon takeover. Hopefully, I'll be around for the next one. Bye-bye.